Hey everybody, welcome to the Freecast. I'm your host Matt. I'm joined by Vince and Ricky. How are you guys doing? What up? Angry. Uh, <laughs> Vince is Vince is doing his his usual Professor Vince uh, thing. <laughs> I seen some stuff, man. I seen some stuff. <laughs> and let, just let, as I was saying to Matt before we were recorded, if you're a grown adult and in university or college or whatever system you're in. You have no business bringing your parents to argue for why you failed. And it's also really embarrassing, not just for me, to explain uh, why you're dumb. But maybe, maybe it's really embarrassing for you when you have to have your mom in front of you getting told why you got 8% on a final exam. I'm just going to leave it at that. You know who you are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) These these kids are going to be very upset when they realize there's not extra credit when they get out of college. (laughs) All right, so uh, this is the three cast. We talk about movies and TV shows and every once in a while comic books, but sometimes we decided to deviate from the norm and talk about technology and other stuff. So today we're going to ta- uh, tackle a very deep uh, topic, artificial intelligence. Now, I just did a podcast on the Linux cast talking about this topic as well, so it's one of those things where I think it's just important for us to talk about, and I know... Uh, Vince, you're really into this topic, and I, I'm not sure about you, Ricky, but I think that we all are going to have some really good opinions on this. So um, who wants to start? Vince, you want to go first? Okay, so um, I'm going to talk about it on two levels, at the uh, professional and at the academic side, because I think that you guys are long out of school, but I, I will bring uh, a light to that. But um, AI, in a general sense, is, in my opinion, a good thing. It's good to have, uh, in a professional level, we have lots of software that has now enabled us to optimize and make more uh, processes that would otherwise take a long time uh, or have been riddled with flaws or execution issues. We now have the capacity to um, have AI be adaptive and also kind of uh, make automated decisions and uh, yield greater um, efficient outcomes, right? So if in architecture, for example, yes, you do have the freedom to still have design creativity. Um, however, we find that a lot of times just to kind of, if you have a mental block or some sort of design writer's block, guess what? AI can just quickly generate something. We see a lot of people doing that, you know, jump in, type in a couple of keywords in mid-journey, got some inspirational images pipped out. Cool. Then you can actually design your own thing. And on top of that, we have AI that optimize floor plans so that you don't have to kind of figure out, oh, man, I got to get the right square footage or else legally I have to get another consultant onto this onto this project. So there's great professional advantages to AI, right? Um, but obviously, they uh, just to put a, an end to this one, a lot of people decry the fact that AI could potentially kill creativity. Well, I think that it's garbage in, garbage out, right? Like if you kind of rely on that stuff, that's like when people said, um, you know, when you uh, have – I don't know, uh, TV, it'll kill the radio or something like that, right? Um, I don't think it necessarily kills it. I think stuff evolves, like newsprint. It didn't die with the internet. It basically still kind of allows for magazines and things to come through. Uh, those entities physically might be different, but I think that we still have lots of media outlets, right? So I think that the media itself is changing, and AI would count as one of them. From a academic side, though, <clears throat> I think that uh, AI does have a lot of problems. And I think it's, again, an issue of misuse as opposed to the technology being inherently flawed. I think that AI is really good at quickly generating uh, compilations, getting overviews, right? Like, you know, too long, didn't read kind of stuff. I think that's useful for a lot of people, even academically, right? I dare you to find an academic who has to come across a topic and doesn't know it and has to Wikipedia or look it up online, right? So I think that AI is just an extension of this. I know that you guys are going to be able to talk more about the uh, Microsoft and Google integration of AI. 
in their various uh, search engines and stuff, but I'll leave that to the pros like you. But from an academic side, uh, the dark side of things would be, of course, we have tons and tons of people abusing it, and we have uh, seen exponential spikes in plagiarism. Um, I've never spent so much time going back and forth with the Academic Integrity Office dealing with people just quickly generating entire essays. And kids, if you're going to do that, it's good to generate ideas, but you have to generate the real ideas on your own. You have to also um, <clears throat> really have citations. And that's where I think um, if if I were to offer some insights to people that are cheating with uh, AI um, and ChatGPT and stuff, uh, make sure you do good references because that's the easiest way we can put a silver bullet through any of your plagiarism. So uh, that's my quick rundown. I'll throw it back to you guys. Matt, you right. want to go next? Sure. I can I just say before we move on how stupid you have to be to cheat blatantly in college over and over again? Like high school, you know, fine, whatever. You're still an idiot, but you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to university <laughs> and you pay all this money just not to do the work and get the benefit out of it. It's just so stupid. I, I, I can't I, I've never understood it. But um, for, for me personally, the way I think of AI is that it's a, a wonderful technology that we're not ready for. Uh, or it, it's just so early in the process that there aren't the tools necessarily – there aren't the tools – we haven't developed the tools necessary to deal with recognizing it when we see it, right? Because we – like we, – now, I, I think that the, the we're – sometimes AI comes across as being really realistic, and it's hard to tell that it's AI. Sometimes you see some really bad AI. Um, that you can say, well, that's obviously AI. So it's it's still not 100% there, but it's close enough to the point where, uh, you know, you get something and like, you know, you have no clue if this has been written by a human or an, you know, an AI generator or whatever. So it, it's the the tools that I think, like I was reading the other day, there's some university here in the in the states that's coming up with a AI tool to to recognize AI. Um, so there's going to be tool, there's going to be tools like that that come out, um, and, and they were specifically doing that to deal with plagiarism. Vince, it was um, the problem was that it was about a 30% false negative, so it actually, uh, you know, accused people of plagiarism when they had actually done the writing. So that it's obviously and, yeah, not there yet. You know that in today's day and age, you accuse a person of cheating, um, then you're going to cause some mental trauma, and then then you'll you, you know that that's just as bad as anything else you could do. So uh, definitely you know, you getting canceled. Feelings and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So I my my I so I've used Chat GPT. I've used the Bing integration, um, and the the place where I find AI like the most useful for me personally is with code snippets, like trying to get small scripts done and stuff like that, that just do, you know, inane tasks around, you know, on the computer or whatever. That's the, that stuff is really powerful because it, it's, it's a lot harder to come across with like an essay on architecture or whatever and have it come across as, you know, uh, legitimate and stuff like that than it is for like code because it's really easy for them just to take code and have it work because language it's built on a language so it's really easy to come across and say here here's a here's a, a script or whatever that does this in in, in python mm -hmm. and it just works really well because it's it's all very well documented and code is you know programming language are structured in such a way that you know there are legitimate rules for how things are done and computers are really good at following rules so it's really easy to spit out you know a, a script or a, a program you know 
in AI. And I found that the most useful for me personally. I think a lot of people do feel, feel it, feel that I, AI does a really good job in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's when it's broader than that. Like, so I'm really, into, I'm still into the fan fiction space guys. And, and I read a lot of fan fiction. So I got into chat GPT and, and told it to write a fan fiction story for me. And it was the biggest piece of shit I've ever read in my entire life. <laughs> it read like a nine-year-old who just was maybe a little bit early to puberty or something like that. It was you know, writing romance novels. It was really, really bad. Um, so it obviously has, still has quite a ways to go. And it worries. So the thing, if if you watch the like the the TV show, the the, the news covering AI, they're always talking about it. It feels like from the like the they're they're always saying like the worry is like the oh my god AI is going to become sentient and take over the world or whatever like the whole you know we've seen this movie before thing. Yeah. But I don't think that that I mean is there the risk of the AI becoming sentient whatever in like a hundred. 200 years, whatever. I don't know. Um, Hmm. But I think that the biggest fear when it comes to AI for me personally is that it's going to remove the incentive of people to learn how to do things. So for just in my own personal experience, you know, I I know quite a bit of bash scripting, so I know how to do it, but it's so much easier to go to chat GPT and say, Hey, write this bash script that does this and this and this. And it just pops it out. Right. If I had had, chat gpt you know three or four years ago when i was learning how to script would i have put in the effort to learn if i could just go do this thing and have it popped out for me you know that's i think that's the biggest problem with with ai is that it's going to prevent people from learning how to do things on their own and solving problems on their like like Already, they they said that our attention span overall since the internet has come out has went from like 12 minutes down to like five, and it's just continuing to go on down and down. And, yeah. and I I think that this is going to exacerbate that problem. It's also going to make people lazier. Like, like Vince, when you, I mean you've been a professor for a very long time. When Wikipedia first came out, mm-hmm. you know there was this big worry about how Wikipedia was going to make you know students way more lazy, you know and, and this is going to do the same thing, only worse, because at least when you saw somebody stealing stuff off of Wikipedia and using Wikipedia as their primary source, you could tell, right? Like, you could definitely tell that that came from Wikipedia, whereas this, you maybe you're not able to tell, you know? No, nope, so you're it, right. You're right. So it's got some issues. Ricky? Okay. So, um, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> the problem that I see, um, humans are idiots. And the big problem is that they're idiots, but you think they're so smart. And if you look throughout history, there's tons of problems because said people thought they were so smart, they were so advanced, and they just didn't know how to they thought they knew how to um, control what it is they were experimenting on and developing, and they didn't, and then they paid the price. Um, now, I'm going to come at the AI thing from a whole bunch of different angles. Um, AI could be good. Um, the problem is 
um, that it, it will be in very small terms because the main driving thing behind AI are those idiot people who think they're so smart and they want to capitalize on it. And mm-hmm. the second group of people are the ones who want to use it to replace, um, you know, workers so they don't have to pay them anymore. And then they can, you know, um, become even more wealthy. Um, that's the problem is because those are the main drivers of it. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, what drives it is the outcome that you're going to get. Um, now, if you look at things like the Internet and, you know, technology, if you look through history, you will see that the very first people who adapted to it and sought to use the functionality first are the criminals. Okay, the the uh, criminal families, the the the, um, you know, they they were the first ones to jump on and try to use the technology to create, you know, viruses, malware or to enhance their supply chain or to, you know, do that kind of stuff. It's going to be the same thing here as AI advances. And you have now, you're not talking about being constrained by hardware anymore because you can jump on Amazon and you can build a server with 128 terabytes of RAM and, you know, 64 cores or 200 cores. Like you can put that together. And what are they going to do? They're going to be, you know, dropping AI into things like Jack the Ripper and other password cracking tools so that your 30 character password, now they can crack it in maybe one day instead of it taking them years and years and years. What I'm saying is that's going to be the first step. Those are the elements that are going to gravitate to it and try to use it to their advantage. Okay. Then you look on another front at, you know, car manufacturers who want to make self-driving cars because self-driving cars are going to make traffic more efficient. And then you're going to have, you know, um, airlines who want to have self-flying planes because then they don't need to pay the pilots. They can decrease their expenditure and make more money. Then you have subways that have self-driving trains because that's going to make it more efficient. It will always run on time. People will get where they're going. No one sees the problem that, like everyone has said, AI does not have the capacity right now for emotional reasoning, for just, you know, it is just straight black and white, straight calculation. So with an entire city of self-driving cars, you end up with things where the car is driving and this family of five walk out into the intersection and the car takes a microsecond or a nanosecond to estimate that there's two people in the car 
and there's five people in the road. So I'm going to crash into the side of this building to avoid the people and kill the people inside the car. What is the worth of a human life? You, you see what I mean? Like, you, you don't have that human driver that's going to say, okay, if I swerve, uh, I might hit this other car. The cars are going to get damaged. We might get hurt, but we live. The people in the road live. The computer is going to look at that and it's going to say it has two percentage of error where pe the people in the road die. I'm not going to do that. I go into the building, there's zero percent the people will die. Oh, okay, two people die in the car. Who cares? It's two versus five. It's I live with that. Literally the start of the movie iRobot. Right. I was like, why did why did why did this sound so familiar? I was like that's, that's how the movie I Robot started. Um, well, it's an ethics test too. But but just to to make sure we're on on the same page on this, guys, because I think we've been talking about AI in a very uh like decades long, if not older, uh paradigm of uh, not, not really that, but it's just like the story that I sent to you guys. I don't know if you had the, time the kid read. with the degrees. Yes, but it's the kid with the degrees who wants to work on AI. These are the people working on AI. People who have no knowledge of real life. And it's just like there was uh, I can't remember the person's name. Um, it's a scientist. And what did he say about AI? AI is great. It will be able to replace about 80% of the jobs on Earth. That's great for the people whose jobs it replaces because now they can go out and do something better with their life. Uh, better with their life with what money? Because now you've replaced their job. Oh, maybe the 40-year-old can just go back to school for another 20 years or 10 years or five years to get another job. Like, they don't look at those things because they don't have that point of view, right? And these are the people that are working on AI, right? Okay. They don't have the, you know, um, it's, it's just, they're just, too many things like I went on chat GPT and I used it and like Matt said right now yeah the stuff it comes up with is garbage but that's just right now it's not it's like right now you're looking at it it's like a beta test right like there's already um you know they're talking you know like like as another fact they're already talking about um putting the chat GPT into social media platforms it's not even fully baked yet but they want to put it in why because they want to leverage it and they want to be the cool kid on the block right anything you look at throughout history um we've always put it into uh effect without and then after it's already being used that's when we start to figure out Oh, okay, this happened. Let's put in this roadblock so it won't happen again. Oh, oh, this happened. Okay, let's put this into effect, right? It's like, it's like wild, wild west. And then after that, let's scale it back. So, I mean, you know, like legislation and, and regulation always is much slower than technology. It doesn't matter what the technology is. Um, and it's worse now because the people in, government are 
4,000 years old. You know? yeah, like I, I, like I said, there are cool things that it could do. I just think that's not going to be the majority of what it will do. <laughs> but, but I just want to make sure that we, we are on the same page on this one, because um, the way you've described it, at least in a lot of cases, um, you were describing what we uh, would normally call like either parametric controls or automation, where like if I go to building and I, I, I predetermined parameters, right? Um, where it's like, if it's over 25 degrees, set it on cool. If it's under 17 degrees, set it on warm. Sorry, I'm using Celsius, Matt. But um, <laughs> that's, okay. so, so that's, that's, that's a defined set of parameters. And the system has, I don't know, you want to call it quasi-intelligence because there's various sensors in the building that says, I'm going to take the temperature up or down based on the rules that R Ricky gave me, right? So that's automation, right? And I would look at that as like, sure, it might have some semblance of artificial intelligence, but it's really governed by rules that we set. So it's automation, essentially. I, I would like to put through, um, and given the nature of this podcast, get, given the nature of the kind of nerdiness that we've got, you know, did any of you guys watch the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, spoiler alert, um, uh, mild spoiler alert. So um, the, the thing about the movie is that it centers around, who do you think it centers around? Rocky Raccoon. Oh, you didn't know this then. So I uh, know about the movie, I just haven't watched it. Okay, I've never been a super fan of that series, but um, I always thought the raccoon was really a stupid thing to throw in. But they, and, and they, they focused on this raccoon, and the reason why they focus on the raccoon is because the main antagonist is trying to get something special from the raccoon, which happens to be his creative capacity. Because um, the high evolutionary, the bad guy, is like, I can make perfect societies and I can make perfect entities, perfect creatures. But the thing is that Rocket Raccoon has this capacity to be creative, right? So the thing that's really emergent in AI um, that, that has people really discussing things is the fact that there's a quasi-sentience or a decision or a creativity uh, capacity within the technology, right? So it's not like this is the reason why in architecture or in say, you know, you go to mid journey, you go, um, I want to see Star Wars done in the style of like Disney or well, I guess not <laughs> done in the style of like, I don't know, manga or something. Um, and it'll generate images based on those parameters because it's a creative output, right? Um, and there's variability, right? And and the parameters come in with respect to your response to uh, what has been generated, right? So I, I just want to make sure that, Ricky, you're talking about people losing their jobs because um, of these, uh, you know, AI coming coming through. Like, listen, um, there used to be jobs for my people. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ethnically Chinese, right? Um, back in the old days, like 100 and something odd years ago, my people were doing laundry, for people, you know, across the across the railroads in, in Canada, right? We have washing machines for that now, right? And I know that it's terrible to say, well, yeah, if you had washing machines, then all of your ancient ancestors' events would be like unemployed and they wouldn't be doing the jack all, right? But that's been the history of all civilization, where like one technology trumps another to then liberate a people so that they can do better and more, you know, useful things, right? Now, I'm not saying that we want to put people out of jobs, but I think that we are talking about the value of AI in taking on a lot of automated tasks as well as a lot of basic tasks. Sure, you have to use some creative accounting and math when you're doing a cashier job, but the reality is with AI coming about, we do have um, the ability to liberate a lot of people from menial jobs, all right? And I'm not saying that I agree with you that a 17-year-old should not be designing the creative intelligence of some sort of synthesized entity, right? But I also think that uh, AI has its value in um kind of affording everyone uh conveniences right yeah so no, no, there's i agree with you i i agree that ai 
has, you know, the capacity to do a lot of good. What I'm trying to say is that it won't happen, right? Because, <laughs> because of the fact that the driving factors behind it are going to determine where it ends up. And those driving factors are going to be the CEOs who would rather, you know, because now they don't have to pay the, you know, the sweatshop labor, you know, anymore, right? It's the restaurant owner who now has um, an AI robot who he doesn't have to, they don't have to take breaks, he doesn't have to pay them holiday wages, they can just work, you know, as many hours. What okay. I'm saying is the driving force behind the development of it is going to determine where it goes. Well, that, that's okay, that's absolutely true. And, and there's a big capitalistic argument against AI that you have to focus on because the, obviously the, the companies that are controlling this are the big five, you know, and they, they obviously have the motivation of making more and more money. So there there is absolutely that argument against AI. But the thing that Vince said is also true. I mean, if you if you study the Industrial Revolution, the Industrial Revolution put I mean, at that point, 90 percent of Americans worked on a farm. OK, today it's one point three percent. OK, and that's because of the Industrial Re Revolution and obviously everything that came after that. Right. So we have jobs, obviously, still nowadays, just now they're no longer out there, you know, pulling potatoes out of the ground or whatever, you know. So when something like AI comes along, humans are adaptable. They'll eventually there'll be other jobs that come along, plus the whole, the whole idea of like uh, there's going to be you know AI robots and stuff like that that is I mean in factories yes that's here but to to get to the point where it's actually going to be like serving in a restaurant is still a ways away no, and, 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 and yes they they still have they, no no hold no, on a second there's, there's already a restaurant in yes, Japan that has a I know I know but so it's when, when, when you when you say something like that you in this is the problem with people's argument against AI is that when they when you make the argument you made, Ricky, is that people envision the stuff that they see in the movies. Right? Yeah, but see, that's the problem. That's because you're envisioning that. If there's already a robot that is in the restaurant, it's not a far leap. Yeah, and, and that I've yeah. I've read I've read yeah. the stories about that restaurant. Yeah. I've also so so all right so. Walmart came out with a robot, uh, a robot that would stock shelves. Okay, it was so bad they had to remove it. It was not yeah. good. It also well, scared the I'm crap saying, out of people, right? Be because it took up the whole. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that you're wrong that it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that we're not there yet. No, no. And, but what, what I'm saying is when I, when I'm talking about the robot and the AI being you know, uploaded to a year, immediately picturing the robot coming to your table and reading you the menu. I'm talking about the fact that the robot right now might just, you know, pick up the dishes, put it in the dishwasher, whatever. Once the AI lands, it then has the ability to look up, you know, whatever this, this uh, a recipe or it has the ability to look this up and chop something up. I'm not saying it's going to 
become iRobot where it walks over to your table and talks to you and smiles with you. I'm just saying it will take on more abilities than it currently has. Right. And, and those types of jobs are probably the places where AI could potentially do the most good. I'm not saying that it's good that the waitresses and, and you know, bus boys are going to be out of a job. It's just, you know, it doesn't mean that there aren't other jobs that those people could then theoretically move to if, if they want to. Also, when, when you have technology like this, eventually everything else evolves with it. So education is obviously going to be forced to evolve and, and cater to new jobs and things like that. So it's not just uh, you can't just look at AI and say that, you know, this thing is going to be pushing forward and going to push everything out of the job, you know, push everybody out of a job because there are the things that will evolve and create other opportunities as well. And, and we've already, we've already seen this. I mean, robots have been building cars for 20 years, right? I mean, it's not has nothing to do with, with, with AI that has all been just, you know, automation and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and we've, we've been there for a very long time. And yet, you know, there are still people who are employed making cars because their jobs have just evolved to taking care of the robots, you know, that they're, they're, you know, and, and if your argument then is, well, eventually we'll have robots that take care of the robots. Well, I mean, eventually <laughs> somewhere along the line, someone's going to have to, uh, you know, come up with uh, something for the robot. I mean, it's not going to be fully automated, at least for a very, very long time. You know, like in, in the movie, iRobot, you know, that was there, right? They, they had a robot that built the robots, you know, and that was all controlled by, you know, a, a sentience, right? Yep. So there, there's, you know, there's a... There's an argument to be made that eventually we'll get there and that's a horrible future to think about and that there's no jobs because everything is done by a robot and whatever. Um, I don't think that that's the way that things will go because I think that humans will eventually evolve to the point where, you know, you not evolve, but adapt to a new reality where, you know, there are other jobs that have to be done that, that can't be done by AI or that we don't want done by AI. Um, you know, so so there are. You know, there's that whole argument. My so, but I wanted to come back to the creativity part because because th that you know we're talking very much about the future when it comes to robots and AI and stuff like that. The the creative stuff here is now. It's this is affecting people now. It's happening. You know, people are complaining about you know then you know the source of the training that the AI is working on in order to create you know images or you know stories or whatever. And that's a that's a big deal for a lot of artists and creators now. And 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 the I mean, they're just so, just this one aspect. If we if we you know, because there are those two areas. I mean, even more areas that we could talk about. We could talk about the future of of how AI is going to affect the more general, broader you know culture and uh, economy and stuff like that. But there's also the whole way that. AI is going to uh, affect the, you know, political landscape and, and deep fakes and stuff because they're now way easier to, to to create. And there's the idea that, you know, why do you need to be an artist anymore if, you know, an AI can spit out, you know, whatever. And, and there's just so many aspects of this discussion for us to have. But I think that the one that I find most interesting right now, I mean, yes, the topic of the future is, is very important, but the idea of where the AIs right now are getting their data from where, where what the the data pool that they're being trained on that's going to be a huge legal battle in the next probably year or so you know 
people, there's going to be lawsuits upon lawsuits of uh, on these companies that have to deal with telling, you know, uh, telling all of us basically where they're getting the data from to train their models on because and then there's going to have to be rulings on whether or not they have the right to train on that data because like so you, i don't know if you guys read about copilot which is the github microsoft thing that basically tells uh helps people learn how to code and stuff all that was trained on the data that's on github now some of that is open source and uh the licenses that the open source code is under does permit the use of it obviously but it also requires retribution so you, you have to put the code back into it you know there's this kind of uh, reciprocal relationship in a lot of the open source licenses Uh, and not all of it obviously was open source some of it was proprietary and and yet because microsoft trained on all the data that is on in in, uh, on github you know they they were able to take some of the proprietary stuff and train their models on it so the legal arguments there are so fuzzy right now because we haven't had any major cases on any of this stuff right so the the tra- the training pool of, of of the data that a lot of these models are working on is going to be in flux for quite a long time because i think i mean i'm not, obviously not a lawyer whatsoever mm-hmm. and, and we have to realize that the technology behind a lot of this stuff is so complex that even the people who have designed it don't know what it does you know like, like I, did you guys read that that the, they were talking about the the bing integration uh, with ChatGPT, it was ball based on that, and they said that it was developing personalities that they hadn't coded into it, and, and that just freaked the shit out of a lot Wait, of people. Like, what, under- like professing white nationalism or something? Like what? Well, what well, well it, they, it, it, so they they named the data set like Sydney or something like that, right? And it had a certain perspective that it was meant to use like a, a friendly perspective and all this stuff. Right. And somewhere along the line, it can't, it started inventing different identities for itself with different personalities. And, and they did not code that in. And that's actually happened. It was, they don't, I don't, I don't know what the fallout of that was. Cause they obviously probably would have investigated to find out why it did that. But it, it, it freaked a lot of people out. Cause Oh my God, it was sent to, but it was really just more, that the the way that they coded it is in such a way that it continues to learn from itself mm-hmm. and they didn't do it's it's just such a large project that they didn't there's no possible way for them to understand all of it uh, even though they're the ones that coded it so the idea that you're going to be able to take this in front of a 70 year old judge uh, and, and uh, a jury of their peers you know and be able to explain what this is, it's it's almost impossible to even think about, right? Because it, it, like you know, all three of us, we're very technological people, and yet an engineer who works on AI probably could explain some of this stuff, and we'd all be like, huh? You know, we'd have no <laughs> clue. And, and 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 you know, like I said, we're technolo- technologically minded people, and you're gonna explain this to the the forty year old you know construction worker who got jury duty, jury duty. <laughs> Just it's not gonna happen. So it's it, there's so much here. You know, and it's it's I think that's the reason why I go back to what I originally said is that it's a it's a technology that has been developed that we're not even remotely close for, you know, legally we're, we're not close for not we're not ready for legally, you know, politically, emotionally, 
uh, economically. We're not just we're just not ready for it yet. It's here. And, and that goes that's pushed into what Ricky's talking about with the whole capitalist thing is that this thing is being pushed forward at a phenomenal speed. Like the, the, the difference between Jet, Chat GPT three and four, like one at one moment, it couldn't pass the bar exam. Now it can pass the bar exam. Yeah, it, and, you know, it, it's just the the way the rate that this is is progressing is because these big companies see this, and I, I don't think that there's a thing at all that's going to take over the world, but I think it's like they they see it as a way to make as much money as possible, and that's where Ricky's argument comes in. So it's very, I, I don't know, it, it's a, it's a scary technology just for, to me, just because it feels like. It's going to continue to advance fast, like just like Ricky said, it's going to continue to advance faster than we can keep up with it. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, AI. <laughs> uh, uh, of the of the three of us, Vince is definitely going to be the first one out of the job because we're last. <laughs> I don't know. I think he might be the last, actually. What? Well, I'll fight AI our... is going to need him around to to corral all the younger generation. <laughs> <laughs> corral well, them into the AI rehabilitation boot, and I'm well, doing a, their boots. <laughs> a, a, as of as of right now, an AI can't plug in an Ethernet cord, so you should be safe there, Ricky, for a little while. Um, <laughs> but but it could. It, it, AI help desk is definitely going to be a thing. <laughs> like you know, like, no longer gonna have to be taking help desks because they're just gonna be able to type in their problems on in a AI and, yep. and solve. And, and then if it, if the AI can't solve it, then it would go on to you. Yeah. Uh, um, it's it's definitely gonna be a, a thing. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a push. It's anyways, gents, any, anything? Things. Yeah, anything else to say on this? I mean, we could talk about this for probably three or four hours. I'm sh- I'm sure. Um. But anything else you, you definitely want to say on this episode about AI? Uh, I mean, the only thing that came to mind that I totally forgot I was going to mention was when you brought up the the artistic uh, thing, right? And, and that was a good uh, sample, right? Because I don't know if you guys heard um, about the two AI-generated songs. Um, one was... Uh, with Drake and The Weeknd, and then the other one was with Rihanna and um, I, I forgot the other person's name because I don't really listen to them much. It was like Baby Bam or I don't know, whatever. Um, and and the songs got massive followings on on streaming platforms, right? And my thing was like, why was it even there in the first place? Right. Like because these are songs that they're original songs. It wasn't like they did a cover. So it's an actual original song. And this goes back to what Matt says. So then the whole law aspect of it becomes murky. Right. Because how does Drake or Rihanna's team go after the song to get it pulled? Right. Because now, you know, whoever put it up there says, Oh well, it's it's. I didn't redo their song. It's not um, you know uh, lip syncing or anything like that. It's not a cover. It's like op, right? It's original property, right? Um, and then you say, well, you use their voice, right? Okay, well then, so does that mean that 
you know, someone who's an Elvis impersonator, so they can't make money anymore, right? Because then they should be paying Elvis's, um, you know, foundation or his... You know what I mean? Like, it brings up a lot of crazy gray areas of things we don't have right now. So, like, you know, like, so are they allowed to join streaming platforms? Then that leads you to... Well, then that means that anyone, you know what I mean? Like when AI becomes ubiquitous, it's anywhere. You know, the the Friday singer who was horrible could then <laughs> just pick Rihanna's voice or pick, you know, or maybe the AI puts the voices all together. I can pick Michael Jackson and Usher and you know, a ton of R&B singers and put them all together, not just one, to get the most pleasing R&B voice. Mm -hmm. But my voice sucks. But now I can put it out on, you know, on a streaming platform and make money. Well, I guess even uh, there's going to have to be regulation and stuff like that where you have to tell people that something has made was made by AI. Right. That's the thing where always going to have people who don't follow the rules. Right. They don't. They the regulation never comes until after it's already been done for a while. Yeah. For a long time. And it's like, hey, we need to regulate this because, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but OK, so to just to completely ruin your your lives and and think just so you can you guys can think about this if, if you want to realize how screwed we are when it comes to regulation over ai just go out go search for the the hearing on uh bitcoin that went through <laughs> college went through one of, one of the houses of congress so, some poor fool had to stand up there and try to explain the blockchain to like 80 year old people like it was it was horrifying oh, like fun. <laughs> I, I mean because first of all i can't explain how blockchain works and the fact that this guy tried to get up there and tried to get explained to these these old men and women how to how blockchain works and, and then somebody's gonna have to do that with ai and 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 data training models and all this stuff it's, it's gonna be horrendous it's gonna be really really bad all right, Vince, you have any final words here? Uh, no, I just, uh, aside from the fact that I think we've been living with it in various capacities, whether it's like, you know, when you're on the line waiting for those automated prompt systems or those, those like, you know, you see on websites, those kind of uh, automatic, uh, you know, text your questions and we can answer them kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, all the way through to any of the kind of automations that we have for IoT devices. So we're starting to see more and more of these things come in pervasiveness. Um, but as I said before, I think the creativity aspect is the thing that's really the striking component of t- the discussions uh, at this point in time. Who knows? Um, it might uh, go beyond creativity and actually become manifest in some sort of artifacts or even actions. Um, but yeah, well, we'll see. Um, so maybe a year from now, we'll be talking about like, oh, crap, they got access to the motors and, and, and electrical, electrical grid and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, right now, I think it's benign. But that uh, does kind of pose some interesting questions about the creative capacities of any civilization. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't even get to, into the whole esoteric conversation of what is AI. Right? <laughs> Could have talked about that for a little while. All well, right. So the that- test is now no longer the kind of litmus or be- benchmark for, for basically AI anymore. Right. Like I think that's kind of surpassed way like generations ago. 
Well, yeah, that that's true. But the thing is that we're going to get all confused over what AI is because these companies are going to – it's going to be like – you ever go to Amazon to try buy like a keyboard or a mouse or a, literally anything part for a computer and every single option you look says gaming on it? <laughs> you know, because it has RGB or something like that. AI is going to be the exact same thing. Everything is going to have AI on it, even if it has absolutely nothing to do with AI. So it's going to be very murky over what actually AI is, because you're right, Vince. Automation, not necessarily AI, but I think that maybe eventually what's going to end up happening is AI is going to be like an umbrella of technologies of things that, you know, kind of kind of fit into that mold. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe it'll be a little bit more defined right now. It's such a freaking buzzword that everybody's using it so i don't know it's 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 a mess um but also still i i think it, it's kind of taken off so fast because where it's at right now is still pretty cool and it, that it impresses a lot of people the first time you use chat gpt and give it something that you think oh there's no way this is going to spit out anything good and it comes back with something that's you know halfway decent you're like oh you know that's kind of cool right um, and there was like that New York Times reporter or whatever who had a ch- had a chat with the Bing version of of ChatGPT, who was like always all emotional and he like really really feels for me and it, you know he's like I got really attached to it like you made me cry or whatever it was like come on slow down buddy it's okay just <laughs> go oh out go out find some grass sniff it for a little while it's gonna be all right um anyways that's it for this episode um i, I almost 100 percent guarantee that this is not the last episode we'll, we'll be talking about ai because i'm sure that like oh, vince said in, in a year we're going to want to talk about this again because th- this is moving so fast and we're gonna it's it's very very interesting but anyways yep. um we're gonna return to normal business the next time we do an episode and it is mr vince's turn to choo- choose the movie so oh, so could, so actually can i just do this one then because so i'm forced to watch this because it's not i'm feeling in the real world too beyond the podcast world um when are we scheduled for because i have lost a bet and i am scheduled to watch fast and furious on may 23rd yeah the one where aquaman <laughs> is driving a car now um, i don't know i was like when does aquaman start driving uh, but that but that hey, it's that, all that, in the family bro huh <laughs> So, it's so, all so, about family. So it's like uh, Remember, the most recent Fashion of the Furious is the Johnson one you had to watch. No, no, I'm, I'm scheduled to watch it because it hasn't come out yet. And I was like, I made a bet. And I was like, how do I lose that bet? And, and the thing, <laughs> so now he wants us to watch it too. I'm down with that. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that you're going to probably watch it. But I, so we, I, did, we, we, did, we did the first one in July of last year. No, but the best part is that my buddy, he just said, he, he actually said, oh, now that you watched one a while ago, right? And then he gave me uh, this. He goes, uh, here's the brief notes. Part one, tuners who steal VCRs uh, off trucks from green neon civics. Two, tuners steal from Central American drug lord. Three, random movie fo- showing off Tokyo drifting. Four, tuners become an organized crime unit. Five, crime unit goes international with more fast and furious models. Uh, six, uh, adding more crazy stunts to keep viewers interested. Seven, jumping cars off cliffs and skydiving cars out of planes for some reason. Why? Number eight, revealing backstory and even crazier stunts. Nine, jumping car off cliff and catching car in midair with airplane magnet. What the? Okay, more revealed <laughs> later. And then note, Rock hates Vin. Uh, hope that helps. So I think I know everything I need to know going into the last movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, we can. If that's really what you want to do, if you, um, it is the. Suffer, make sure people know. <laughs> it is the twelfth of May right now. We can try to do that towards the end of May if that fits your schedule. Yes. Um, 
Okay. So towards the end of May, we'll try to do another episode. It'll be, is that like Fast X, Fast 10? Yeah, it's yes. Fast 10. Fast Why are you asking me? It's Aquaman Fast. How the hell am I supposed to know? I haven't watched one since like five or six or something. That's like the last new one that I watched was Pirate. Like which is, which, 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 whichever one it was where they were dragging a giant vault down the, the road of some oh, Latin American country. Those were they're stealing DVD players, which I was like, what the hell? Well, no, no, I, I, that was yeah, that was the first one. <laughs> and yeah. we went, uh, all right, anyways, that, that's what's coming up next. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm sure it's going to be fan, a fantastic movie, very in-depth plot, greatest writing, best acting. Character-driven, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be very good. Yeah, it's pretty bad when Fast and Furious makes the Call of Duty uh, video games look like high-depth stories. Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> all right, anyways... Sorry, sorry, Ricky. We, we don't mean to make fun of your baby. <laughs> that, that is it for this episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so. Vince's VWHUI, Ricky's Ricky underscore was one. I am not on Twitter anymore. You can follow me on Mastodon at the Linux Cast. Um, I'm, I'm a hipster. What can I say? Any, anyways, that's it for this show. We'll be back at the end of May. We'll talk to you then. Take care, See you, everyone.